0: Uh, Friends, we've gone through this week the shameful first anniversary of the attack on the U.S. Capitol and also of the refusal of 147 members of Congress, all of them Republican, to certify all the electors from the states that voted for Biden on the basis of no evidence of fraud. So far, no political figure has been charged with any criminal wrongdoing. We've seen 34 voter suppression bills enacted by 19 Republican state legislatures. And we are now witnessing a struggle in the Senate to reform the filibuster so that voting rights legislation can be enacted. All of this raises a pretty basic question. I thought this might be a good day to get into it. And that question is this, is there still a common good Uh, It may sound like a kind of corny question, uh, but uh, it's a very real and important question. I was at the impressionable age of 14 when I heard John F. Kennedy urge us not to ask what America can do for us, but what we can do for America. Some of you might remember that if you are as old as I am. Seven years later, I took a job as a summer intern in the Senate office of his brother, Robert F. Kennedy. It wasn't a glamorous job, to say the least. I felt lucky when I was asked to run his signature machine. But I told myself that in a a very tiny way, I was doing something for the good of the country. That was more than a half century ago. I wish I could say America is a better place now than it was then. I, I mean, surely our lives are more convenient. 50 years ago, there were no cash machines or smartphones. I wrote my first book on a typewriter. As individuals, we are as kind and generous as ever. We volunteer in our communities, we donate, we help one another, we pitch in during natural disasters and emergencies, we, we come to the aid of individuals in need. We're, we're also a more inclusive society in that black people, LGBTQ people, and women. Have legal rights they did not have a half century ago. Yet our civic life as citizens in our democracy, participants in our economy, managers or employees of companies, members or leaders of organizations, our civic life seems to have sharply deteriorated. What we've lost is a sense of our connectedness to each other and to our ideals the America that John F. Kennedy asked that we contribute to. Starting in the 1970s, the late 70s, Americans began talking less about the common good and more about self-aggrandizement. The shift is the hallmark of modern America, from the greatest generation to the me generation, from we're all in it together to you're on your own. In 1977, I remember motivational speaker Robert Ringer wrote a book that reached the top of the New York Times bestseller list. It was entitled Looking Out for Number One. It extolled the virtues of selfishness to a wide and enthusiastic audience. In 1987, you might remember the film Wall Street epitomized the new ethos in the character of Gordon Gekko and his signature line, greed, for lack of a better word, is good. The last five decades have also been marked by growing cynicism and distrust toward all of the basic institutions of American society. There's a wide and pervasive sense that the system as a whole is no longer working as it should. A growing number of Americans feel neglected and powerless. Some of them are poor or black or Latino, others are white and have been on a downward economic escalator for years. Some have been seduced by demagogues and conspiracy theorists. So is there a common good that still binds us together as Americans? Well, I say yes. And it's not the whiteness of our skin or our adherence to Christianity or the fact that we were born in the United States. No, we are bound together by the ideals and principles we share and the mutual obligations those principles entail I mean, after all, the United States Constitution was designed for, quote, we the people, unquote, seeking, quote, to promote the general welfare, unquote. It was not designed for me, the selfish jerk, seeking as much wealth and power as possible. During the Great Depression of the 1930s and World War II, Americans faced common perils that required us to work together for the common good. That good was echoed in Franklin D. Roosevelt's four freedoms, freedom of speech, of worship, freedom from want, freedom from fear. The common good animated many of us, both white and black Americans, to fight for civil rights and for voting rights. In the 1960s and even in the 1970s, it inspired America to create the largest and most comprehensive system of public education the world had ever seen, And it moved many of us to act against the injustice of the Vietnam War, and others of us to serve bravely in that besotted conflict. Look, Americans sharply disagree about exactly what we want for America or for the world, but if we are to participate in the same society, we have to agree on how we deal with our disagreements, the importance of our democratic institutions and our obligations toward the law. It's our agreement to these principles that connects us. It's not the agreement about where these principles lead. I mean, some of us may want to prohibit abortions because we believe life begins at birth. Others of us believe women should have the right to determine what happens to their bodies. Some of us want stricter environmental protections, others more lenient. We're free to take any particular position on these and any other issues. But Here's the thing. As political equals in this democracy, we are bound to accept the outcomes, even if we dislike them. Our central obligation as citizens is to preserve, fortify and protect our democratic form of government. We must defend the right to vote and ensure that more citizens are heard, not fewer. We can't hate our government because it's the means by which we can come together to help solve our common problems. We may not like everything the government does, and we justifiably worry when special interests gain too much power over it. But listen, our obligation is to work to improve government, not undermine it. As citizens, we've got to commit ourselves to the Constitution, the rule of law, and to democracy based on the consent of the governed. We commit ourselves to the Bill of Rights, to an independent judiciary, to separation of powers between the executive legislature and courts, and to checks and balances among these three branches. We must commit ourselves to freedom of speech and to a free and independent press. Democracy doesn't require us to agree. It requires us only to preserve and protect democracy. This meta agreement is the essence of the common good. Those intent on undermining democracy are intent on undermining the common good. We must join together progressives and conservatives, Democrats and Republicans, inhabitants of blue states and of red states, business leaders as well as leaders of nonprofits and of the public sector to rescue democracy. From those who now seek to destroy it. There's no time to lose.